Germany has long played a key role in both NATO and transatlantic relations in general. During the Cold War, Germany's division epitomized the struggle between East and West. What roles can Germany play today in promoting security in Europe? Well, I think the Germans have a, a real opportunity here to be both a, I would say, a good supplement as well as a complement to U.S. objectives、uh, with the Russians. After all, to some extent, if the Obama administration, let's say, succeeds in its approach to the Russians on the ballistic missile defense issue, that's going to alleviate a concern that has played a role in German domestic politics ever since the Bush administration posed the prospect of the deployment of those systems in the Czech Republic and Poland. Uh, the Germans have tended to see that as a antagonizing, uh, provocative uh, development in some ways.、Uh, opposite the Russians, they would prefer to see it negotiated rather than to see it evolve in a way that would make the Russians more confrontational towards Europe as well as the United States and、uh, complicate, you know, the sensitive framework that exists because of German energy dependence on Russia. I mean that is certainly a a, a lever、uh, the Russians can use. They know it, but、um, it's to Germany's advantage, I think, to support the Obama administration where it can in encouraging the Russians to take those measures, for example, in relation to Iran, and also. And here, I don't think the Germans would have that much of a problem either, as the Obama administration begins to explore avenues for disarmament, whether it is building on the Moscow Treaty several years ago,、uh, or you might say reinvigorating the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty and pushing that process forward, something which Germany is, is very strongly committed to and has played a, a very important role in. Uh, these are、uh, these are developments and trends where the thrust, the direction of Obama's、uh, policies, I think, parallel or converge potentially very well with German interest. And in that sense,、uh, with Germany's own understanding, its own relationship with the Russians, I think it can play an effective role as a facilitator, as a、uh, catalyst, perhaps as a setting or venue for some of these types of discussions. That will depend again on, I suppose, the capabilities of the German government. It is at times constricted by the current grand coalition structure. Of course, you have elections next year in Germany, but in reality, the the boundaries of, of German foreign policy are very radically different. Whether it's a social democrat who sits in the chancellor's chair, or whether it's a member of the CDU, there are differences, but not not radical differences. In his first major interview after becoming president, Barack Obama sat down with Dubai-based station Al Arabiya. The discussion focused on how the United States and the new administration would emphasize mutual respect, listening, and a new discussion on militarism. How does Obama intend to relate to the Muslim world? Well, I think Obama simply consider his own background, and this is a president who has a radically different background. Any occupant in the White House, and I'm speaking not only in terms of race, but also that part of his heritage is Muslim. He is aware of that. It makes him aware of the changes in the world. It makes him certainly sensitive to、uh, the role and the importance of the Muslim community in the international system. 
I think he's trying to find a different vocabulary to approach it, a vocabulary that stresses more cultural understanding, recognition of the values, but also trying to reflect on the similarities that often exist between the broader Christian world and the, and the broader Muslim world. A vocabulary of, of tolerance and imagery that is quite powerful, I think. I mean, I have not traveled uh, recently in the Muslim world, but through correspondence with some professional contacts I have in it, the impact of this president's election has certainly caught its attention. Has it convinced it or persuaded it to drop its doubts or suspicions about the United States? No, not necessarily. But the fact that uh, the United States has elected a president with the middle name of Hussein is not something that uh, you could not a prospect you could easily consider right now in Germany or France or Spain or, or Italy. And uh, the fact that um, Arab Americans um, have a uh, per capita income that is slightly over the national average is also something that is not reflected in most West European settings. There are attributes of American society that, in a sense, make it more open at the same time, it is ironic, perhaps. I, I say ironic because, in one sense, many Europeans are always astonished about the and troubled by the religious overtones of some of our political discourse and how, at times, obsessed Americans seem to be with religion. And yet, it is this country which, because of its particular approach to separation of state and religion, finds a much easier way of accommodating a non-Christian religious tradition than much of Western Europe does, which wrestles with this question of, of Christian identity. The countries collectively known as Scandinavia, Norway, Sweden, and Denmark are longtime allies of the United States. Many Americans may not realize the important role these countries have played in places like Iraq and Afghanistan, and in the future, as Dr. Moss explains, Scandinavian expertise may become a key part of managing emerging security challenges. First of all, I think one of the factors that Americans uh, should keep in mind when you're talking about Scandinavia collectively is the instrumental role that the countries have played in support of international organizations, international bodies, and peacekeeping, peace monitoring efforts. Uh, the high levels in terms of percentage of GDP that they contribute to uh, foreign assistance. As we talk ourselves about trying to put more balance into our foreign policy, or as we call it down at National Defense University, or National Security Strategy. Less emphasis on the military arm and uh, building some muscle on the other arm. The Scandinavians, when I mean, you consider the, the size of their resources, both human and economic, have done a significant amount in that area. And they deserve the recognition for it. I think that that type of approach is something that we ourselves can learn from. I mean, I'll illustrate with an example. It's from Afghanistan, in fact. Uh, a couple of years ago, a, a Danish scholar provided to me a report that was based on Denmark's own experiences uh, in northern Afghanistan. Uh, what was interesting about it was it already was fleshing out 
some of the arguments which uh, we only turn to later on in the sense of finding different ways of interacting with the local populace and the importance, of course, on reconstruction and stabilization as well as active military missions. And the Danes have, in their own way, been quite active in Afghanistan. The previous president, uh, President Bush, recognized that. Uh, The Norwegians, of course, have also been active. They, too, have a presence in Afghanistan. Sweden has had this unique neutral status, although it's sort of a pro-Western neutrality. It's an EU member now, though. But when you look at that that role in in multinational peacekeeping, international organizations, uh, options which this new administration is talking about much more, and even, I think, the issue I talked about in terms of humanitarian intervention. These are questions uh, that the Scandinavians think about a great deal and have something to say on. I mean, another issue that is growing uh, importantly uh, is uh, the whole issue surrounding the status of the Arctic, the impact of global warming, uh, exploration of uh, natural resources in that area, but also how do you handle movement of sea traffic through it? Do you do this through international bodies, such as the Arctic Council, or do you argue that this is an area where NATO should expand its presence, but along with that, people should be asking, if you go the NATO route, does that also cause the Russians to, in a sense, increasingly view that region as a place of confrontation as well? Uh, That's a significant strategic question that uh, we will have to think about more in the coming decades and beyond. Again, the Scandinavians have an important voice in that, simply because they're there in part, but also uh, they have the institutional memory and experience. This podcast is produced by the U.S. Department of State's Bureau of International Information Programs. Links to other Internet sites or opinions expressed should not be considered an endorsement of other content and views.